1 Samuel, the third chapter, verses 1 through 21. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called to me. But Eli said, I did not call. Lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. It was then that Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Well, Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell of the vision to Eli, but Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel said, Here I am. Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then Eli said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh 
by the word of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, there is no such thing as preaching without your Holy Spirit in every word that is spoken. And so I pray that you would come into my words, that everything said would be only of you and everything else would fall away. Speak to us, Lord, for we, your people, are listening. Amen. There is a long tradition in Judaism of using what's called biblical imagination to understand a story from Scripture. And so we're going to use a little bit of that today. And we're going to start with looking at this story from the Lord God's perspective. Now, at this point, when we get to 1 Samuel, the Lord God has taken the Israelites from bondage in Egypt to freedom has taken them through the wilderness, has given them Moses to lead them and brought them to the promised land. And then after Moses dies, the Lord God raises up Joshua who leads them into the promised land. And that's where God's chosen people are in the land of Israel. And I think the Lord God has an expectation that after being delivered from slavery, that God's people would remember God and following God's ways. But that's not what happens. And in the entire book of Judges, what we find is that the ancient Israelites begin to turn from God. They turn from God, and then God will raise up what God calls a judge who will deliver them and remind them to follow in the way of God. And yet, it happens again and again. There are 12 judges who are raised up when the people have become so disobedient. And the Lord God finds this cycle of disobedience and sending a judge, I would imagine, exhausting. The Lord God must grieve that the people God has chosen have forgotten the Lord God now that they are in the promised land. And so we're told in the text that the word of the Lord was not heard in those days or that the word of the Lord wasn't spoken, and we are told that visions were not widespread. But the Lord God always speaks to God's people in the words of Scripture, in the words of the law for the Israelites, in the words of Jesus Christ for us. And so I don't think it's that the word of the Lord was not present is that there was no one listening. No one was listening, and no one was dreaming dreams, hoping to see a vision from God. And so God does the most unlikely thing, as God often does. God reaches out to Samuel. Now, here's what Samuel knows. Samuel is the son of Hannah and Elkanah, And what Samuel grows up knowing is that his mother could not bear any children, and that was devastating for her. And so she prayed to God for a child. And she promised God that whatever child she is given, she would dedicate to the Lord God. And isn't that what God wanted of all of God's people? And so Samuel knows the story that his mother prayed for him, and God answered that prayer 
And when he was so small, he was brought to Eli, the high priest at Shiloh, and he was given to live there to learn how to be a priest. Samuel knows that he is special, and Samuel loves Eli. Eli has cared for him as he has grown up. And now, the text doesn't say, but I imagine that Samuel is in those middle school years. And it's during that time that he hears someone speak. And he thinks for sure it's Eli, so he goes and he runs. But Eli helps him discern that that voice that keeps speaking over and over again is in fact the Lord God. And Eli teaches him, when God speaks, here is your faithful response. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. It takes a middle school child to hear when the Lord God speaks. But Samuel's given a really difficult message for Eli, and Eli isn't surprised at all when it comes because Eli has been the high priest at Shiloh for a very long time. Eli knows that the Lord God's plan is that through Eli's lineage, through his sons, priests will be um, given to the people from Eli's family. But there's just one problem, Eli's two sons. We are told in the text they don't know God. They don't care about God. They do the most blasphemous things. They are an abomination. And Eli has said to them, don't, don't do that. And you know what? They did not listen to their father. And so Eli knows that his two sons are destroying the covenant that he would get to give priests to the chosen people. But God is gracious, and God gives Eli another son, a son not of his body, but a son of his heart. And so when Samuel hears this prophecy against Eli, it is very difficult to say, but Eli, here's what you need to know about Eli. Eli loves Samuel, and Eli loves God. And so when Samuel tells him, because of your sons, they're not going to be priests anymore, and the house of Eli will die away, Eli knows that this is the word of the Lord. And he trusts God even in the difficulty, even in the bad news, Eli trusts in God. I find it interesting that this call story is about persistence and listening. It's persistence on the part of God who says over and over again, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. It reminded me a little bit of yelling at my own kids <laughs> over and over again. And it's the story of persistence for Samuel too, who goes again to his spiritual mentor and says, here I am over and over again. And through this process, they discern that God is calling Samuel to not only be a priest, but to be a prophet to the people. Samuel will go on to pick the kings of Israel and bring Israel into the period of monarchy. It's easy to think of this passage as the Lord God standing at the Ark of the Covenant speaking, but instead it's that persistence 
And I know that God calls every one of us. And I don't think God calls us necessarily with an angel of the Lord showing up in our living room, although if that happens, I'd like to know. But the Lord God often comes us with persistence, with that nagging voice in our head that doesn't go away. It reminds me of the story of Florence Nightingale. She grew up in Victorian England, and she was a child of privilege. She was educated, but do you know why she was educated? So she could have educated conversations with her husband. She was thought to just go and marry and have children. But the Crimean War was going on at that time, and word was coming back that people were dying, not from their battle wounds, but from dysentery. People were dying from cholera, and there was no one there to help them. She actually went and saw a hospital, and all of the staff were so inundated, they weren't even doing the right things. And she had this voice that said, you should go help, Florence. You should go help. And it wasn't an angel in the living room. It was a voice that was persistent over and over again. You should go help. And you know what her family said? You will be an abomination to us if you do that. You will bring shame upon us. No woman should do such a thing. But God was persistent. And it took seven years before Florence packed up everything she had and moved to the battlefront. And we know the rest of the story, yes, that she professionalized nursing, that she brought so many protocols about sanitation and care of patients that she revolutionized the way people were treated in a battlefield hospital. She has had a lifelong impact on medicine because God was persistent and she was listening. We are all people for whom God is persistent. And we are all people for whom we should be listening to God's voice. And it is my prayer that when God speaks, we would be a people who also say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen.